0: You saying now about that donut, Nick? Then that you ate that shit out the garbage, yo. That's how that was serious, yeah. Yo. You know,
1: I came by and I was like, Damn, Steve, I That's said he funny. took the last donut, like joking. I was like, Damn, he took the box, I was gonna come grab that Boston cream. He's like, Ah, boss, right here. And he takes the box out the garbage. you goes, see it's there. He goes, It was in the box. I mean, you could eat it if you want, it was still in the box. I said, You know what, yo, I'm gonna eat this. Shit. It's a shame to throw this in the garbage. <laughs> been.
0: Yeah, it's funny because when they, when they food got like the donuts but they got them donuts and I was like uh Steve like you want a donut I was like you know he wants a donut he never says no to donuts I said you fucking damn right I don't know say donut donuts yeah. What's the matter with you <laughs> what I look like saying no to a donut I love them shits. it's like probably one of my favorite foods one of I mean food is my favorite food I'm talking shit yo yeah. yeah I about to say you said that about a lot of food I know cuz I like a lot of food I mean that was the whole first 20 minutes of the discussion was about it was about the love of food and how you can't stop eating it yo but we're not gonna talk about mikey's love of food today and that's his weakness some people have drug problems gambling problems women problems mikey's food i get it yo i don't blame you i love yeah
1: bro if i didn't stay active bro i'd probably be like 260 pounds right now
0: you are 260 pounds and you are active no i'm
1: 220. (laughs) don't exaggerate i'm twenty. yo you're
0: 220 yo. damn yeah I'm not anymore, I was 212 <clears throat> And I, you got like Four inches taller than me, yo And I was 212 yeah. So that's not a good look for me, but I was sick over the weekend And from those few days that I was sick I The last I weighed myself, I was 199 So I might be on my way to, to my 170 Damn. But I fucked it up with that Like you said the other day, the chicken sandwiches And bagels and <sighs> I've been the same way all week yo, This is, has to be like the worst week I've been, had Since I worked there, yo Eating wise or just in general, just work wise in general, just the way the week was. It was just, I've been coming home and just knocking out, yo. Like, coming home, cooked dinner from Nana, knocking out, coming like it was just rough. This whole week was just a battle, yo, like a non stop battle, yo. And I remember, I forgot what day it was, it might have been Friday when shit would just like kind of just really going downhill for me, yo. And I remember like thinking, like, I was just like, remember we talked about afterwards, how I, I, I made it through. Yeah, I mean, and I was just, I was like, you know, I'm not even going to let this get to me. Like, this is this is really some bullshit going on right here, yo. And I'm just not, I'm just going to fucking ignore it. I'm just going to keep working, keep my nose to the grindstone, right? That's that what they say? Some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. But that's what I did. I just kept chugging through it, and uh, I thought it was going to be the end of it. Saturday wasn't too bad, though, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was a rough week, man. It a rough week. You know, it
1: does. It's, it's good to have times like that, man. Like, I, after work yesterday... Mm-hmm. I was at ShopRite with Ness, and I was just thinking. And I'm like, yo, you know what, man? Like, these two days was pretty crazy, man. And uh, so I reached out to, to Nick, and I was like, yo, like, probably the two craziest days we've had in a long time. And, and you held your own, bro. But he did. I mean, like, it was busy as hell. Like, I legit haven't stopped for two days straight at work. Like, there was no chance to, like, stop and breathe and sit and relax. You know, I brought my book after hearing how slow we were Wednesday. I brought my book to read thinking like, ah, let me, you know, when it's slow, I'll sit down and read this book that I've been reading.
0: I I didn't know where that, I I thought people, everybody chilling out in the back, but me, I was fucking. Yeah,
1: I heard the shop was slow, but I mean, it, but like I said, things like that, man, that's where you built your character, man. That's where you, uh, you see what you made of, bro. It was that
0: shit, it was that shit you was talking about the other day about the.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I was trying, I try to look up the study, but I didn't even know what to write in. But yeah, no, I got this out uh, of this Jordan Peterson book that I've been reading, uh, the uh, 12 Rules of Life. I read it here word for word, so I don't screw it up. This section was talking about the the rule of this section is not to lie to yourself. Right? My man goes on tangents and somehow makes it all tie into the the rule for that one. But so keep in mind that this rule is don't lie to yourself or don't lie at all, whether to yourself, to other people, whatever. So he comes up with uh, researchers have recently discovered that new genes in the central nervous system turn themselves on when an organism is placed or places itself in a new situation. These genes code for new proteins. These proteins are the building blocks for new structures in the brain. Uh, This means that a lot of you is still nascent. I'm guessing that means like dormant, sleepy. That's another guy that likes to write with big words. In the most physical of senses and will not be called forth by stasis, you know, which is, you know, stasis is being still, you know, apathy, you know, another word for apathy. So pretty much saying like, you know, sitting around and not doing nothing, you ain't going to grow. Um, we actually have to do these things, you know, to grow. Like we have to be put in these situations that kind of, you know, put us through the fire. And without yeah. it, there's there's parts of us that we haven't even reached our full potential until we do so.
0: Well, you, you mean you don't know what you got till you do it, you know what I mean? That, i guess that cap that type of that, that came from somewhere right yeah you don't, you don't know do you try but yeah man that's this, this week this week definitely put me through the ringer bro i tell you that y'all yo. I, I was there every day every day to closing yo and What's i never crazy? left at six and yeah. i didn't even leave at six every day i was there one day we, what day was that day we were there till seven that was, was, Thursday?
1: That was enough. i think was it, was Thursday?
0: it was friday it's friday don't friday I remember. yeah kelsey had left at 6 30 yeah
1: it was it was friday because i pretty i got home i ate dinner and i picked up uh the girls from girl scouts
0: they had to pick them up at eight so my man yeah, my bad. man dave hit me up he's like yo i'm over at Andy. you will come by for a drink i'm like my man i don't know if i'm going home yo. like I, I i can't go over there i don't know if i'm going home the next day i told jay i'm like yo next time i'm gonna sleep in the waiting room and watch tv right there so anyway Enough about that. Let's let's jump on to our next topic of the morning. So last week, you know, we had some some technical difficulties with the uh, audio, so we never got to uh, we never got to share about Mikey's uh, last hurrah. But before we go into what me and you guys talked to Mikey, let let us recap for the listeners on uh, how it felt to get on that court for the last time, you know, knowing Damn that man. it was gonna be your last time. You're right one. Oh, he's joking. He oh shit. Uh-oh. Oh, we're losing him. We're
1: losing him. Oh, shit. Them. Oh, shit.
0: We're about to uh-uh. go viral. We're about to have our partner just fall out on, on on live TV. Well, not live TV, but you know what I mean. Oh, he's all right. He's oh, he's right. good.
1: He's just blowing his nose. Okay. okay. So, okay. yeah, I mean, it, it was actually um a very emotional experience, to be honest with you. Um, I, I went there with the thought that I was going to have to be, like, almost carried off that, that court. I was like, if this is going to be the last time, I'm putting everything out there and i did unfortunately my shots did not drop i missed a ton of shots but I, I feel like i grabbed almost every loose ball every rebound that was up in the air every battle that was fought i won almost got into a fight you know at the game which is a sign of passion you know in, in those types of situations
0: yeah my mom, mom was uh when you and that guy was doing that slap boxing with the head <laughs> my mom got all all emotional about it yo
1: i saw you play the game man you know
0: you, you want to look battle like, down kid, low, like two that's
1: little kids, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he wanted to get mad. Told him, about I'm pushing." I said, "Bro, you've been slapping me all game. Like, what are you talking about, man? We playing hard. It's, it's, it's like we have a ref. He ain't make a call. Why are you getting emotional?"
0: For I heard you say that. You're like, "Yo, did the ref make a call?" No, right? We got a ref. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: I said the ref did make a call. Keep it playing. Yeah, now the game ended. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I got a little emotional. I had a, I had to hold back some tears. I was very grateful to have that that opportunity. And, and to have it with the guys I had it with, which are, you know, some good, good men that I've been been lucky to get around and have some, you know, healthy conversations about life and everything. So this to have that moment with those guys was something special to me. I definitely it was, you know, it,
0: was, I, it, was, it was for one of your own, too, right? Wasn't Yeah, for one of our own.
1: Yeah, for Big Mike. So I, I left there with that sense of, you know, completion, that sense of I gave him my all. I feel good. Then I went home, you know, started icing up. Text messages started coming in. The calls started coming in, talking about, oh, you played real good tonight. You know, good hustle. You know, it was an honor to play with you. And then I thought about it, you know, all night. Next day at work, I was filling in the guys about it. You know, talking about it. And uh, come Tuesday morning, I decided that um, it's not over. Like I'm not, I'm not hanging it up. I feel like I still got some in me. You know, it took me about a good. We had a seven-game season. It took me to about game four to feel comfortable with going out there and with the idea of getting hurt. And it's not that I stopped thinking that I was going to get hurt. That thought was still there through the end of the season. uh, My Achilles bothered me throughout the whole thing. But I got to a point that I said, you know what? Even if I do get hurt, I'm going to be okay. Like, I was no longer scared of the possibility That getting hurt was going to somehow you know derail me or put me into a position where we were going to suffer you know i I heard this song called no longer slaves and uh, it's a christian song and and it was talking about no longer being a slave to fear you know putting your faith in in your maker and your god and something with that song at the moment i heard it made something click in my head and that's how i played the whole rest of the half of the season and everybody told me they seen a second player in the second half of the season so you know i decided i I got more in me man i feel like i have more to to give to this game i don't feel like i'm done with it It, this has been something that you know throughout my whole childhood that was that was my life i mean you know it nick i i spent every moment i could on that basketball court at 12th street playing till you know once the sun came up to the sun went down like i would go to school 45 minutes early just to play ball going into class all sweaty you know, just talking about like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like every day we were playing. So, you know, I, I left that court thinking it was my last game ever. Um, and I decided it's not. This this uh league comes back around, I'm getting a team and I'm going for it again.
0: Yeah, you don't have to stack it up this so thing get like little Ricky, get like get, get Yeah,
1: like... no, nah, unfortunately all you gotta you gotta <laughs> live in town. It's it's a town league.
0: Sorry, right. hey, come on, kids can fake their addresses for school, you can do it for the basketball <laughs> fucking team. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I guess you could, but nah, but we, we going, you know what? I like the idea of, of doing it with the, uh, with the RP dads, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, grab a couple of different dads, but, um, I like, I like that idea of, of running it, you know, with, with, with the guys that, you know, we, we trying to grow and live with, you know, but it's something dads. different when, when you go through something, you know, through a battle. I mean, one, you know, knows about it from, from being in the army. You know, or even with sports he played, but like when you go through something with a group of men that really testes you, you know, it's it's a different type of bond you have with these people. You know, so I like the idea of of doing it with the guys that, you know, we're, we, we try to we're trying to create a community within our community. You know, we're trying to create that bond between us as dads and, and showing our kids, you know, that you, you could have these healthy relationships and uh, help each other grow. So the fact that I did it with those guys, like, meant a lot to me. Like, you know, when Vanessa would come to see the games and she would see all these guys and then she would ask me, oh, who's this? Who's that? You know, or she'll see one of them out in the street. And she's like, oh, dad, I saw your, your teammate the other day at, you know, Java or I saw so-and-so. You know, that's important to me. Like, it meant a lot to me because I've after so long, I've been a loner. You know, my kids never saw me with with friends. And if they did, it was like one person that they saw me with. And normally, you know, that was the, the the husband of a wife that, you know, my wife was friends with. You know what I mean? Like, I never had my own circle of people that my kids could say, oh, those are my dad's friends. So the fact that they were able to do that and now actually see us, you know, doing what we did together, to me, that's big, man.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty dope, man. That's definitely dope. I was glad you guys had a good time. Glad you everybody made it through, you know, all in one piece for the most part. I know some of the gentlemen that you were playing with were a little, uh, little roughed up.
1: Yeah, but Somewhere some of them in went in roughed hour. up, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nice though because I that one gentleman that did step out. He, he did play the final game with us. So, like, that was pretty cool. This Monday, they're going to have the championship game. So, they invited all the teams back for some uh, pizza and beer before the game. I guess, you know, generate some buzz and, and get some some people in the yeah. stands for the
0: championship good, game. Good, good word, buzz. That's what happened. You have beer and pizza. You're going to get buzzed.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, and that's the idea. and Everybody gets all so loud and excited for the championship. At least I think yep. that's what the idea is. But no, nah, But it's a, it was a, it was a good thing, you know. Like we said, that the main thing was getting everybody together and, and play for the honor of Mike. You know, Mike was a good guy. Unfortunately, I didn't get to know him as well. Um, the last time I saw him was a November morning, probably about a year ago. This time, we got together at um, Ricardo's house for some coffee and cigars and we actually had like a real heavy conversation about faith and our families and things like that. I mean, and it sucks because it was at that time that I was like, you know, this is a side of Mike I haven't seen. Um, He actually seems like a really good dude that I could learn from. And I was excited for the next time we got together. You know, like we always say, you never know when the last time's gonna be the last time. And that was unfortunately our last time with Mike. So, you know, but from what I could tell, he was a hell of a dude. Really good dude, you know. Loved his family, loved his community. He was big in the faith. So to be able to go out there and honor him in this manner, I, I you know, I'm, in, I, I'm enjoying it, and I'm glad that you know we get one last time to all get together and put a little more honor to his name.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man. <laughs> See, for me, um, like how you talking about giving it another run, like that's how I felt with the skating, you know, like, like I, you know, I'm always, i have always. You know I me mean? since I was a kid, skating has been my thing. The thing about me, like there's Jeff forgot the gentleman's name, but he talks about skating as it's not like a hobby, it's not a sport. It, it it's it kind of skating kind of teaches you to look at the world differently. You know what I mean? Like you guys look at a set of stairs as a set of stairs, and to me, I'm looking at that, you know, as a gap. Looking at the rail track, you know, the rail on that. You see a bank on the side of the road. To you, that's just a bank on the side of the road. To me, that's a fun little transition to do some little spins off. You know what I mean? Like, it, it makes you kind of look at the world differently. You know what I mean? And then it, it gets your creative, your creative thoughts going. Gets you different ways you can use the different things. You know what I mean? So it's always been something big for me. And I was like, I don't know what it was. It was, it was a while back. It was, uh, it was uh, cause during COVID is when I got back into it again for the millionth time. And I was like, you know what, there's going to be a point where I I can't, I'm not going to be able to be like, damn, should I get back into this? Can I get back in? There's going to be a point where there is no doubt that I am not going to be able to skate the way I want. You know what I mean? These falls are not, they're not, they don't get any easier. You know what I mean? So it's like to love something that much and just put it on the shelf because we're quote unquote adults. It's kind of weird, right? When you think about it, it's like we just stopping yeah. to do it because we're, we're we're grown. That's what we gotta do. We gotta exactly. grow up. We gotta stop. We
1: have the, exactly. We have the idea that you know, you know, we gotta move on to different things
0: now. But like we love doing these things, you know what I mean. So if we if we can still do it, we should do it. You know what I mean. Yeah. There's gonna come a point where it's not gonna be a thought. Can you still go out there and, and
2: toss all and play
0: basketball? You're just not gonna be able to. That's what I be
2: trying to say. And I can't never get y'all to play on my team. (laughs) (laughs) I've been saying that for years. Yeah, but you know what, though? Like, yeah,
1: but Ah. but football to me was something I was Ah. good at. But it wasn't necessarily something that I I could say that I had a love for. You know, the fact that I was able to walk away from it as quickly as I was when I was a kid um, shows that I didn't really, like, love, love the game. Like, I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, the moment that my boys were back in town and, and the courts were filled up, I, I quit the team. And I probably could, would have been the starting tight end, I mean, defensive end that year. There's no doubt in my mind I would have been the starting defensive end that year.
2: I and I quit.
1: So, you know, clearly basketball, oh, I mean, football wasn't something that I, I loved, loved. It was something I enjoyed, you know, but basketball was always my love.
0: He <laughs> broke his heart. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that that's – uh. That, that's my motto, man. Right now, I just want to skate. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I've been dying to skate with these new wheels I got. I got these new wheels, Yeah, you know? I've been looking forward to these wheels, and uh, I got them. And all week I've been fucking working late, and and now you know, because of the way the world works, now we get out of work at six o'clock and it's fucking yeah, it looks darker, like midnight. So. Speaking of different parts of the world, uh, we're talking something a little sad for a second, yo. Know? Okay. That shit going on with these protesters, yo. Know, how crazy is that? Like, people talk about how, like, how shitty it is here in America, right? They're always quick to, like, bash on, you know, oh, yeah, no this, no that. And it, left and right, you know, kicking kicking out how terrible it is here, yo. Imagine speaking up and getting killed for speaking up, yo. Yeah.
1: They,
0: they're about to kill, what, what is that, like, like, like 15,000 Yeah, people. in Iran. They're about to execute yeah. 15,000 protesters just for speaking up. Mm-hmm. Speaking their mind, and and what I found so crazy about that, I think it was out of like two hundred and seventy something people that voted on it, two hundred and thirty three voted for the execution of these people, yo. Yeah. That's
2: the that large is
0: majority of them. That is insane. <clears throat> and then another thing I heard, I don't know how true it is, if whoever, as far as the females that are getting yeah, executed, sort of... if if they're virgins, they they have to get raped. Before they get killed, so that they get no entrance into heaven. Like what in the actual fuck? Like it is twenty twenty two and this is still how people thinking out here, yo. Oh, yeah. So yeah, saw that are, too. I I not know. Those, those that was are places
2: true or not. those are places with heavy sanctions, right? So sanctioned places, you don't get a lot of everything. So then you gotta get stuck in time. That's kind of what's gonna end up happening to Russia. You can't get stuff from the Western world, the Western world. And that's not just us. I'm just saying the Western world from over there is, is where all the technology, all the information, all the education, everything comes from us. Every have to stay up with what's going on in the world comes from the Western world. If you're secluded from that, if you got sanctions that don't allow things in, you're stuck in time. And then on top of them, just, you know, they do some savage things. And as, as per their religion, not to say that their religion is savage, but they they use some of the words in ways to validate their savageness. I guess you, that's probably the best way. To yeah,
0: I guess it's got it. like like that old way of thinking. You know what I mean? It's like they got stuck in the they, like they didn't progress. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it's just crazy, man. You know, people out here, they, there's no freedoms in America. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know what people I mean?
1: Like, here crying about about being shadow banned because of what they said. And over here, people getting killed off of what yeah, they you, said. Yeah, right, you're huh? right.
0: you you always complaining about, you know, Twitter silencing me and Facebook is silencing me. Like, I mean, I,
2: they're not killing you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <clears throat> You heard they're reinstating um, this guy back to Twitter, right? Well, I know they had a vote on it.
0: They, yeah. they had and it was getting a million votes like an hour, a million yeah, he, votes an hour. And last I checked, when I checked, I voted on it. I I, I put no just because I I, I mean I can't in good in good sense put yes, <laughs> but I wanted to see where the poll was at. And it was fifty two when I checked. It was fifty two to forty eight percent, fifty two yes, forty eight percent no. Wow. Yeah. I know they already brought back Andrew Tate. Yeah, mm-hmm. he
2: reinstated him. He, Tate, he, he put a, he put a he thing up. Reinstated Andrew Tate. That he reinstated
0: uh I have mixed feelings Trump. about Andrew Tate. Some of the stuff he says, you know, makes <clears throat> makes makes some sense as far as uh, masculinity, but some of the stuff he says is really, really far, like, out there. Like, I can't co-sign some of that shit. I mean, yeah, I don't... I saw... So, um... Of two daughters. Like, some of the she said this. I can't agree with. But some of the stuff as far as, you know, because that's... We talked about this a few times. I don't know if we ever talked about it on here. I have a big problem with this whole toxic masculinity thing because if it's toxic it's not fucking masculinity you know what i mean because it as a masculine man you know what i mean you you're not you're a protector you're out here to you know protect you're not out here breaking people down <coughs> doing this shit. like that's not masculinity you know talking down to women or that that's not masculine that's weakness you know what yeah. I mean? That that so you can't you can't put like in my opinion you can't put masculinity and toxic together because if it's toxic then it's not masculinity because masculinity is not toxic. It's not.
1: So well, I saw there's a gentleman I just recently started following. I forget what his name was and I apologize to that gentleman even though he's probably never going to listen to our show. But he had a post up and uh, it was it was pretty um, insightful and his thought behind it was, you know. Don't label, like, these characteristics that they're calling toxic masculinity, they're just toxic characteristics that From a man or a woman, yeah, or a man or a woman could, in essence, use for their personality. So it's like, don't speak about, like, yeah, I grant you know, he was like, I agree, these things are toxic, but they're toxic characteristics of people, not just of men. These are toxic characteristics of people, and they need to be called out as such. You know, not toxic masculinity, but toxic characteristics of just people in general, men and women. Like everybody could have these characteristics,
0: and that's the thing, right? Because like, like if, if you group something, right? Like if you if you say some some like some foul shit about like Hispanics, like oh that's a, that you know, Hispanic whatever, you know what I mean? Like every, everyone in the Hispanic community would get upset. Like yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not all of us. Yeah, that's just those cats. You know what I mean? But it's okay when you lump it together. Oh, it's it's a toxic mes. Ma- like, no, it's not. It's not all masculinity. Like like that. It's it's a group of assholes that are doing this dumb shit, and that's not masculinity. That's fucking weakness. You know. So that's mm-hmm. why for me it gets me. Like I don't know if we talked about this before, but there was a lady who decided that she wanted to see how it was to live through the world in the perspective of a man. She wasn't like transgender or nothing. She was just. She saw how men got a certain, you know, rap for things. And so she decided she was going to change her appearance and live through the world as a man. And she had a lot of uh, feminist friends. She did this experiment and she continued to run within these circles of these feminist women, because that's what she knew. And she said that she was like, they, they were treated as a man. She was treated so shitty that it 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 started giving her depression and she ended up killing herself because from dealing with the stuff that she had to deal with as from trying to pretend and live as a man, seeing how the outside world treated her so harshly for being a man, you know, and we talk about this, you know, a few times as far as like how the world treats women. You know what I mean? I, I, again, a, a father of two daughters, I'm very big on how the world treats women and they do treat them <laughs> shitty, but... It just goes to show, like both sides get treated shitty. You know what I mean? It doesn't make one more severe than the other. It's both sides get treated shitty. It's they they have certain things that they you know treat women shitty for, certain things they treat men shitty for. But it's not like one's better than the other. You know, one gets it less than the other. It is a lot of shitty shit going on, but because everybody likes to group things and characterize things. And then we pick and choose when it's okay to characterize a, a, a whole group no. of people. It's okay if we group them all together and make a bunch of white jokes in the boondocks, that's fine. But you, you can't do that with a bunch of black people and make, you know, black jokes in a country show. You know what I mean? Like it, th- there's, it, we we, we do like this hypocritical thing where we could decide when it's, Okay to make these jokes. It's okay to make jokes about Christians and their God, but you can't do it about Muslims. You know what I mean? Like that's just the shitty fucking world that we live in, man.
1: See, that's why I think it's important, man. Like my faith, why it's important. You
0: know what I mean? Oh, you might we're losing you a little bit, Mikey. Oh, my bad, my bad. You good, you good, you good. There you go. You good. All right. So what I'm trying
1: to get at, right? Like we were talking about Andrew Tate. I don't know much about him. I happened to see just yesterday, coincidentally, I happened to see a story on the um, news channel I follow on Snapchat about him. And it, it didn't really elaborate into like anything that he said or he's done, but just by the videos that they showed, like clips of his videos, to me kind of looks like a pompous asshole. You know, excuse my language. And my thing is, like, I understand what some people, you know, are saying, but at the end of the day, there got to be like a, a vision, right? They got to be something that we strive towards. So if you're if you're a lost young man, and you're looking for, you know, what's that like ideal masculinity? You know, you're you're going to be drawn to these characters that portray these things. You know, and I don't know him personally. I don't know if that's how he is in real life. But like I said, from the I'm video, sure he he's is.
0: Like I'm sure he is
1: pompous I'm asshole. And that's why you know the, the circles that I kind of follow when they speak. You know, I follow pursuit of man, um, pursue manliness the art of man, like all these things with man. And, and and then you go to listen to these and they're using Jesus as the model of what a man should be, you know, and, and you read through it. And it's, it's all those things, you know, it's humility, you know, strength and humility, um, caring for others, serving. And unless you have like an accurate model, like, what are you going to follow? You know, you're going to follow these flashy guys that are out there. that are talking about this is what a man does, you know, but you gotta have some, you know, archetype to, to mold around that and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to emulate that.
0: And, and that's, that's what it problem. is. It's douchebags like him that give, you know, yeah. give have got, like I said, I don't,
1: you know, I, I don't want to speak a hundred percent on him because I never seen any of his stuff just from the little bit they showed and when the commentary that they showed about it, you know, I mean, one of the people that get a bad rap, you know, about stuff like that is Jordan Peterson, but, you know, reading his stuff and, and watching his videos, um, you could see like his, difference of opinion in comparison to what some of these other people are saying in regards to masculinity and holding yourself a certain way like one of my favorite speeches on him is that you know as as men or maybe even just people in general but you know we're speaking about men here so as men we should have the capacity for like destruction like we should have the capacity to be able to induce harm but we should also have that under control you know what i mean so like just because you say, oh, you know, I'm harmless, I'm a good man. You know, this these are his words, not exactly, but, you know, being harmless doesn't make you a good man. Being able to inflict harm, but knowing that you shouldn't, that's what makes you a good man. Yeah, I know that. that
0: that's but you now just, uh, with you with about, like, the people uh, that study martial arts, like, they could. Yeah. They have the power to do to do damage but they learn to control that power and that's yeah. what makes them power you yes, know that that's what what strength
1: them. and yeah. humility you know knowing like yeah I, I could do this but there's no reason for me to do it like this is meant to protect people this is meant to serve those i love not to put down those that are weaker than me you know and, and that's the true measure of you know masculinity it's not about being flashy and being, oh, this is, no, I'm the king. No, it's about serving those and helping those beneath you. But unless you go looking for that, you're not going to find it. You're, you're going to find what the flashy is.
0: And a lot of it, too, like, is it, it, people just, and I'm not saying this is Andrew Tate's situation because, I mean, again, I, I've seen and heard some of the shit that he said That's that's pretty foul and that's pretty fucking ignorant, but... Lots of times, people are just—we've seen it with Dave Chappelle, right? They—they they said that he was uh, transphobic because of his stand-up and this and that. And then everyone's, yeah, he said this and he said that and he's this. Oh, I'm like, well, did, did you did you did you watch the show? Oh, I'm not watching that. So how the fuck you know what you're talking about? Yeah. Like people take whatever little like excerpt, or excerpt, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? They take a little clip and then they run with it not knowing that there's context before and after that that fills in that blank to make that make sense in a way that it's not the way it's being portrayed. But yeah. because people are so, oh, no, he's doing this. I'm not going to I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to. And then they shut it out. But they continue to pass the bullshit on, saying yeah. that this person is saying and doing these things without going forth and seeing where the shit came from. Like early on when, you know, fucking Trump was out here running his mouth and saying stuff. And again, I'm not a Trump supporter, not by any means of imagination. I think the guy's a fucking moron. You know what I mean? But there was times that I would defend him when people would bring up shit. I'm like, yo, like I saw that whole speech. That's not how that went down. Like I know how that sounds, but that's not how that went down. Like that, that's taken out of context. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of that with him. Don't get me wrong. He did enough of shit that he did that was within context, that was fucked up and stupid. You know what I mean? But there was also a lot of stuff that was taken out of context. That was kind of blown into out of proportion, you know, and that happens a lot now, especially with social media, with people. That's why a lot of times I get worried with some of the stuff we say out here because it's like I feel like if I put it in a YouTube video, someone's gonna clip that's just that section and then just run with it, you know what I mean? Not not that we got you know enough where that's gonna make a difference. Now we got you know followers. You yeah, know.
1: but you know the way but, things are now, there's no statute yes. of limitations, you know.
0: The, yeah, I mean maybe we
1: make people. it big in 20 years and then.
0: Like, yeah, oh, this is Lee, what yeah. they
1: said back in 2020. Look at this, look at this clip of these look guys. At toxic
0: masculinity, these piece of shit guys. is fucking terrible, you know. You what know I mean? that, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah,
1: they're gonna have you up there, talking But yeah, nah. Some of the stuff Andrew Tate said was pretty good, and then that's it. That's yeah. it. You, 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 I, I,
0: I, I, I'm Andrew Tate and Trump supporter, mind you. I think both of yeah. the guys are fucking morons, but yeah, that, that's what, exactly that's, that's my point. That's though. Right. you gotta have that's a love for
1: knowledge, man. You know, you gotta always be searching for for the answer. You know, I mean, that's how I, that's how I see it. You know, just one of the guys that followed you, they put up, you know, I don't want to waste my 30s. You have any advice for me? My advice was, listen, stay in the books and search for knowledge. You know, you got to be open to the to the information. You can't close yourself down and just put yourself in your own little world. Like you have to like, you know, you said, if you see something and it strikes you the wrong way, but it's just it's, it's a 30 second clip or, or it's a four word paragraph out of a much larger body of work maybe go look up that body of work and see everything else around it. And if you see everything else around it and then you still feel a certain way, by all means, go ahead, spread your opinion. You're, you're entitled to it, but don't spread your opinion on on a small piece of a large picture.
0: I mean, that's how it is. I mean, we see our dad does it. He sees something it's it's easy for him to hit send. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing? That don't make no fucking sense. That's (laughs) like, that's, that's that's not how that works. Dad. (laughs) You know, but that's what it is. In this day and age, it's just it's, too, it's just a little button, and all they got to do is share the bullshit with <laughs> just a tap of a button. Well, so that's why everybody no has to have cars, you know, no their, their own, it, you know.
1: Everybody has to take responsibility for, for their actions and try to get the information they can and, you know, share as much as they can. You know, almost kind of lead by example. You know, I, I've recently heard a few people, you know, telling me, of situations that they've been in and they've noticed that people started following their lead without even you know really trying to create that environment where you know they weren't doing things to be followed it just happens that way you know people would start to emulate what they see so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know if each individual takes the responsibility to to share more information or share where they can get the information I'm not saying everybody's gonna follow suit, but yeah, you get a few people that are gonna follow suit and start doing things a
0: certain way. And you see, and that that's where, for me, that's where the whole thing with this Twitter lies as as a problem. Yeah, you know I mean, because part of me is like, you know, well, you should be able to say and and do whatever you you know whatever you feel free to say and do. Yeah, you know I mean, because that whole you know, I believe in the idea of free speech, but the problem with that is, is that some of these people out here just spreading the wrong shit. And then the wrong people follow it. And then now that little group turns to a medium-sized group. And before you know it, it's a whole fucking problem. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't want this nonsense out there. But in the same sense, like, what kind of message do you send by cutting out people's voices? You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's not, uh, the whole point of it is, you know, the freedom of speech shit, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, and, and,
1: and a lot of it, you know, I'm going to say a lot of it, you know, goes back to
0: the importance of
1: of home and the importance of dads in in the house because the the news thing I was watching yesterday um apparently one of Andrew Tate's people was claiming that whoever sees his videos and takes it in any other way than the intent which is to help build you know men good men that they're looking at it wrong or they're not seeing the whole video or they're reading into things um which could be a possibility right but then the guy that interviewed, he said, OK, so if you're a lost 13 or 14 year old boy. Like you don't have the mental capacity to dissect something and make sure you're looking at it the right way, like you're still a boy, like you're you a kid, you're a child, you know, so like, yeah, I get it. You know, there got to be some type of like filtering system as, as a grown adult man and realize that, hey that's not it. But there's also young Kids in their in their teens,
0: impressionable.
1: Exactly, impressionable teens seeing these things, you know. So it's like that's that's where it becomes important, you know, for for the you know dads in the home to to put forth that right. And you know what? Maybe there's not dads in the home, but there's definitely men around these children. And so th- that's where it's important that us as men around people who are younger than us, that we make sure we put forth the right example, that we show a better way of going than what they're seeing on these YouTube channels, you know, That's another reason why I'm very open about my faith and how I do things. Cause you know, not, not to sit here and be like, Oh, I I look really cool, but you know, I'm not the typical way that somebody would look, you know what I mean? Like you see me, you don't think, Oh, he teaches CCD. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not the typical cardboard cutout of what somebody would think, you know, someone would be like, so I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I look a certain way. I, 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 Feel like I'm kind of cool for my age you know and so the fact that I'm open about it I, I want these younger kids these younger men to be like oh you know what that dude's a pretty cool dude man and he got no problem being open about how he is you know he has no problem talking about how he serves his family and how he serves his wife and how these things are important to him you know I could probably do that too you know I, I whatever you know and that's why like I said not just me but for all men you know every man that's out there every man that listens to this every man who doesn't listen to this you know share it like We have more of a response, not just in our own homes, but we have a responsibility to carry ourselves in a certain way to show the world a certain way of living to help create change in our own communities and eventually, you know, broaden that out. I mean, it's going to be tough to try to snuff out some of these flashy videos that these kids are seeing. But if there's enough good men behaving in a way in their own communities that they're able to see. It may help create change.
0: And that's a part of the problem, too, with, with someone like, like Andrew Tate, is that he does these flashy videos, he dresses flashy, you know, he has that whole thing that he was doing for everybody, join his shit, and they making money. And so it, it appeals to a certain audience, certain demographic, and that's what it is and then when I mean, you look at the flip side right of somebody doing things the right way and it's not as flashy it's not as it's not, it's not as good looking you know what i mean you don't you don't yeah. get all that all the bells and whistles to make you like oh man i want to be a part of that it's like nah this is just basic normal ass shit you know what i mean just being mm-hmm. a good person you know There's nothing flashy about this and you know you we, we... but the that, strength
1: that... in numbers though so if, if you get enough good men behaving in this way and openly showing this way you will in fact change these kids ideas
0: i mean i even know even within uh like our circle of people i mean i know uh, that that listen to this and and uh we've been around and the more that i know that i see that we're open about you know be feelings and emotions and crying and you know love for each other and you know i'm starting to see more and more people around being open about like yeah like you know yeah that shit made me cry too where that's something that you know Especially in a shop full of men, you know what I mean? You don't see that kind of thing that people openly talking about. Yeah, now nah, that shit got me in my field. That shit made me cry. It was like, you cried over that movie? What's the matter with you? Whereas because we're so open about the way we feel about certain things and being emotional about things, it became like, oh, yeah, I guess we can openly talk about our feelings, you know? Yeah.
2: And, and that's, that's something what I'm saying, that's not really, you know?
0: that's, that you, we see it a lot of times. people, Lots of people talk about it, about how, you know, stories like you know. I mean, look at the the term. Man up. What the fuck does man up mean? Yeah. What the fuck yeah. does that mean? Man up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it means, it means shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear about it. Do your fucking job. Man up. Yeah. That's what that means. It means take your feelings, suck them inside, forget about them, and do what you got to do. Man the fuck up. I mean, it's terrible.
1: You know, <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, we, we do have to, you know, as men, we do have to take care of, we have to take care of, but don't, don't, don't suck it up. Don't put your feelings down, share your feelings, find somebody, you know, get a friend. If you need help, ask for it, you know, and then as men, we lift each other up. That's what we do. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. you know what, we do have a responsibility as men in this world, but we don't have to do it alone. So, you know, what? There, there may be something that I can't handle. There may be something that's going to break me down. You know what? Somebody's gonna be there to pick me up. Either you're gonna be there, one gonna be there. And that's how it needs to be. Yeah, at the end of the day, we do need a man up, but not by holding our feelings back. We, we need a man up by reaching out for help and saying, listen, man, I'm struggling right now. I can't handle this. I, I need a, a band of brothers to help me through this. That's that's what you we know, man up thing means.
0: That, that somebody says when they when when they struggle over some shit, it's like, yo, man up, yo, man the fuck up. Yo, it's like, yo, my my girl's doing this. Yo, man up, yo. Like, what?
2: Yeah,
0: like, it, it, it's shitty. <laughs> it's a shitty deal yeah, I agree I agree It's a shitty deal And I mean don't, Again Don't get me wrong I know there's, there's stuff That women go through But I can't speak in that Because I don't, I, don't know. I mean I can speak On what I see You yeah, know I mean Certain things that I see As far as, yeah. as, far as fair Women But You know no, You
1: never really understand Until you're in that situation I'm not gonna be in that situation you know? Like, Yeah, know that's what I'm saying
0: <laughs> You know what I mean you know, like,
1: Nobody shit. ever knows Until they're in it But yeah no, Like I said It's just very important You know For us To portray A certain way to, I mean, we talked sh- about it here you know, before about
0: example. growing up a certain way and seeing certain things. And, you know, because, you know, that's how we were showed and we were raised. And this is what a man's supposed to be, the loud and like, and then as we learn, it's like, no, nah, that's not really how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? But that's what we were showed because <clears throat> the generation before us, that's what they showed. So it's our it's our job for us to help the next generation of men to be more emotional, more sympathetic, more, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, it took me till, what, three years ago to kind of actually be start being open about my feelings, about, you know, how I'm dealing with shit, you know? So it's like, it, it, it's our job to, you know, help the next generation be better. And hopefully, so when our daughters are out there dealing with men, you know, they're they're not, you know, the same type of men that we were when we were younger. They were hopefully yeah. more sympathetic, more... Emotional, more caring, more protecting. You know, we see what happens there. We see how it all plays out. For all we know, shit, we might have a civil war on our hands in the next five years. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. Let's save that for another day.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like we say every week, the most valuable thing you give anybody is your time. And we appreciate everyone that gave their time to sit down and listen to us talk. Until well, next week, stay up, stay blessed, stay weird. We love y'all. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace.